Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Untamed Life, another conversation. It's Christine Jewell, and today I'm coming at you, coming to you, coming off the heels of a two-week getaway, started off as a vacation. I have a little bit of a cold, a lingering cold, so I apologize if I sound funny, but um, we got a chance to take our kids down to Punta Cana. We had five kids with us and got to spend a week down there, which was beautiful. Um, Love the ocean down there, got some good sunshine, and then we ended up in Orlando for a week, which was supposed to be the week of nationals, volleyball nationals for my stepdaughter. Um, and also attending the biohacking conference and somewhere in the midst of it, heading between Punta Cana and Orlando, most of us managed to get sick. So it was an interesting time, uh, the, the second week on the back end. And so, you know, there's a lot of expectations, a lot of things that everybody wanted to do and was hoping to get done. And then the reality of the situation, which was, you know, some of us are not, feeling super hot. Some of us are completely out. How do we, right, manage to get everything in that needs to get done and and uh, keep moving forward? And can we do everything that we had our expectations set on doing And versus like what matters most, right? Sometimes when you get sick, sometimes when you get put under pressure, it's like you have, you have no other choice, right, except for to focus on the one or two things that you can actually do and accomplish. And so it kind of made me think about the conversation around time, our relationship with time. You know, so many of us have these expectations that we want to get everything done and we put all of these things on our schedule and put all these things on our calendar or we try to fit all these things into vacations or a quarter in our business. And then we're like massively disappointed when things don't meet the expectations. We don't get it all done. And so we can get in this place of living in a constant grind, in a constant pressure cooker, in a race against time. And, you know, I I really wanted to address a couple of things here. I did a training for my mastermind uh, clients, some of my clients on wealth consciousness, prosperity consciousness versus poverty consciousness. And we, even though that conversation was about money, time is another area where people feel really rich and wealthy or really poor. And so today I want to jump into this conversation around time poverty or the, the relationship we have with time, the timelines that we're on and how we look at time, right? So on, on one side of the coin, we have this, this world, the world system where time is like, we're running out of it, right? It's like you come on this planet, you have a certain amount of 
days to your life and there's a certain amount of days in the week and days in the month and minutes in the hour. And it's like a constant race against time, a constant race against the clock. We measure things by chronological times in this earth system, the world system that we, we got dropped into. And so if we just stay in the world system and we only look at things in the physical, the 3D, you know, <clears throat> reality, our survival brain, with what's at hand, what's in front of us right now, what we see is just a whole bunch of things that have to get done all the time, a whole bunch of things that are pressing, a whole bunch of things on our plate. And uh, it's almost like this, this insurmountable mountain of things that we want to accomplish and dream about doing and are trying to fit in. And just where are we going to find the time and the day to do things? And so when, you know, often in coaching, that's one of the things people want to create more of. It's like, how can I create more time, right? Um, and so we've talked about these concepts a lot in the high performance world, how to optimize time, how to create more flow state, time blocking. You know, there's all these different modalities and things that we teach on how to manage time. But I want to take the conversation in, in a little bit of a different direction. And that is to begin to recognize that there is worldly time, right? <clears throat> the the time of the slave system essentially that that grind that production factory that we're in and then there's heavenly time there's god's time and even though we're in the world we do not have to be ruled by the time system the time pressure of the world um and so one of the things that's interesting here to look at first of all is that chronos in greek mythology was one of the greek gods chronos was the god of time. Interesting, right? It's also known as father time. And when we look back through the etymology of that word, the meaning of that Greek God and what he stood for, he was actually the God of destruction. <laughs> and we look at the etymology of that word and the root of it, it actually means to eat you alive. So interestingly enough, the God Kronos uh, uh, in Greek mythology was the God who would destroy the God who would eat you alive, who would be consuming and isn't it interesting that our world system is built around this chronos or chronological time? Do you ever feel like you are just getting eaten alive by the clock and the time at hand? Um, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? And then we have the heavenly view of time, right? God's view, uh, Yahweh's view, the God of all gods, the King of all kings, heavenly time, which is Kairos, Kairos time. And Kairos time is not limited. It's eternal, right? It's everlasting. <clears throat> it just is. Time is eternal. God's time, Kairos, is about timing. And so in the limitless sphere of time that is, that always was and always will be, there's no beginning and no end. It's sort of just like the suspended um, atmosphere, I guess, if you want to call it that or a suspended state, time just is, God is timeless, then everything that he does and everything that he creates and everything he, he sets up, you know, in his time, it's like, what, what is time anyways? It's like a blink of an eye or a lifetime, but really everything is about divine moments, divine intersections, appointments. So in this Kairos time, we begin to see more of a, again, exactly that, divine timing, divine order of things, divine orchestration, where things meet at the right time, at the right place, and an event happens, an event is experienced. Some people, you know, when they are going through their regular life, we call this synchronicities or harmonization or, oh my gosh, I just saw God's hand at you know, at work. I saw some of God's timing. The reality is that we are always 
experiencing both Kairos time and chronological time. But here's the thing, we are really only ruled, ruled by one system or, or not at a time, right? So we can actually, even though we're in the chrono system of the world, the chronological time system that humans have adopted, we don't have to be ruled by this as an operating system inside of our minds, inside of our thoughts and, and the pressure cooker that becomes inside of our bodies. We can actually remain connected to, grounded, anchored in God's timing, which is eternal, which is like, okay, I don't need to panic and race against everything, but I can just tune inwards, right? This is an inward focus rather than an outside external focus. I can tune inward and begin to ask myself better questions about what is this the time for? What time is at hand? You know, what is happening during this time? Um, and so it's interesting is that in the world system, let's call it, uh, I, I call it the world system. I've heard it referred to as the Pharaoh system, the slave system, the Luciferian system, the fallen world, right? In the, in the world system, again, time is limited. It's often pressure, right? It puts pressure on us to act. It's, there's a fear. There's a lot of fear based drivers in there, like fear of not meeting deadlines, fear of not getting to something by a certain age, right? We feel our biological clock ticking. We fear that we're not going to get married in time. We're not going to get the position in time. We're not going to hit a certain level of wealth in time. We're not going to get the goal. You get the feel, right? It's time pressure. And I want to talk about this moment, this concept of pressure and limited time, which is really just an illusion. Um, but when we look at God's timing, God's time seasons, we realize like that everything that God has for us is for us. And our job is actually to get positioned in the right place to receive what he has for us. I heard something or I saw something. Let me see if I can pull it up. That said, you know, the Lord in second Peter, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises to us as some understand slowness, like it feels slow to us. Instead, he is patient with us, meaning he is patient with us getting positioned for the right timing where he can actually deliver the right thing. We have matured enough to receive it. We are positioned in the right place in our hearts, right? We're postured in our hearts, in our character to be able to not only receive what he wants to give us, but also to steward it, to manage it, to multiply. So again, in this, in this world system of time, we're racing. We want to get on our own timeline because fear is running the show. We're often like grasping for something or trying to get something long before we've actually matured into being able to actually steward something well, right? And I talk a lot about this on the podcast, especially if we put on our parenting lens. You know, when our kids want something as a parent, sometimes you're like, well, I don't know if you can handle this thing yet that you're asking for, right? But how many times it's like, no, I want it. I want it. I want it now you know, this, that instant gratification, that need to do it now. And I've seen this, you know, even in my own life and business and certain pro programs you want to launch or certain things you want to get out to market. And sometimes we try to rush the thing, right? We try to rush the product to market. We try to rush the conversation and the relationship. We try to rush the relationship because we are trying to get a need met. Maybe it's that need for certainty or that need for you know, feeling like we're growing or whatever it is for growth. And so we're trying to prematurely rush the thing, which actually puts a stop, a bottleneck to it. Isn't it interesting? Or we might get it, but we don't have the infrastructure in place to sustain the thing, to multiply, to actually allow it to thrive. 
And so when we're in this pressure-based system, again, I shared some things. We literally feel internal pressure, unease, dis-ease inside of our body. We are anxiously restless, you know, anxiously waiting, anxiously impatient, anxiously beating ourselves up like I should be doing more. What is going on? I'm not, you know, I'm behind. I'm, I'm not as far ahead as I need to. So I want to pay attention to how much of the time how much of the time during our days are we experiencing being in this state, this relationship with time, which is a relationship of pressure? So I'm in the chrono system, right? And I, as a, as a result, because it's a pressure cooker, I'm literally feeling my body viscerally, physically feels like I'm in a pressure cooker. I feel my blood pressure rises anytime I feel like I'm behind or ahead, right? I have this visceral response. It might feel like something is actually grasping onto your heart, <laughs> right? Gripping it, especially when we're not reaching a certain goal in the timeline that we think our mind thinks we should have it by, or the world tells us we should have it by. And we can start to feel the effects of that pressure, that internal stress physically on our bodies, on our mental health and everything else. You know, I would like to suggest that in the Cairo system or God's heavenly timeline, the kingdom timeline, you know, there is, it's not a system of pressure. God doesn't pressure us, right? He's, he's got patience. He's got all the time in the world for us to, to catch up, to wake up, to come around, you know, to cultivate our character. He's like, you know, I'm here as many lessons as you need to go through. But what, what he does put in us, I believe is a sense of urgency, and I believe the urgency is also an internal drive, but it feels different than pressure where pressure feels like it's closing in around you and it's almost stifling as if like you can't breathe or you can't expand your lungs. There's no spaciousness. There's no room for oxygen, for breath. Urgency is more of like an internal mover. It wants to move you forward, right? Urgency is like it moves us to like go. Now is the time to move on this. And I think it's so beautiful, even in my own life, where I begin to notice a sense of urgency, not pressure, urgency rising within me that I could feel something coming, right? And then I knew, okay, now's the time. God wants me to move on this. Now's the time to make that decision. Now's the time to say yes to that thing. And it didn't always make sense logically, but I could feel in my spirit and in my body and intuitively that I was being led with this sense of urgency. <clears throat> and I think that this is where we get to, as we, as we experience more and more of operating in the Kairos timeline, the kingdom timeline, the heavenly timeline. And we say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to drop into that place more. I'm going to slow down from the worldly timeline. That's always racing against the clock, which I'm going to talk about next. And I'm going to begin to notice, is this just pressure building up external pressure trying to close in on me? Is it pressure that I'm creating or the external is creating? Or is there really a sense of urgency right now that I'm feeling in my spirit and my heart and my knowing that it's time to move? And the more we begin to tune in, I mean, the more we get to understand and understand and experiment and experience God's timing in our life, and we get to be patient when it's time to be patient, and we get to move when it's time to move, we become more discerning in knowing what the thing is to move on, right? A lot of um, conversations, coaching conversations, or people that reach out, they're in despair, they're in anguish, they're like, there's this inner turmoil of like, I don't know what to do. Should I do this? Should I do that? 
should I stay? Should I go? Should I leave this company? Should we hire this person? Should I stay in this marriage? Like, should I, and there's all this turmoil around what should I do and all this fear of making the wrong decision. And again, that, that is again, very much rooted in that world system. And so we're seeking a lot of external advice and direction. And it's kind of like being lost in this dark cave and you're frantically running around in circles and the pressure is building, but you're not going anywhere. Right. And sometimes we are pushed to go, but then we realize, man, that was not the right thing. That was not the right time. That was not the right move. And so again, as we begin to practice it more, we begin to discern more, um, the difference between the external pressure cooker, living in a pressure cooker versus recognizing when there is a sense of urgency that says move and when it's a season of waiting, right? That says pause. It's actually time for a pause right now. It's time to take a breath. Maybe it's a time to reflect. Maybe it's a time to plan. Maybe it's a time, you know, to slow down, to plant seeds. So some of the questions here, the difference between the two, the pressure cooker, like, it's like, I, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. I got to do this. God's timing says, what is this? A, a time for it's not, I'm running out of time or there's not enough time. It's like, Whoa, hold on a second. Let's put the first thing, the first thing, let's get our focus right and begin to ask what's the right thing right now. What is this the time for this season for I love in Ecclesiastes. It's a great verse, timeless verse, you know, or, or uh, passage around that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set up eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I want to go back to that, that God has set eternity, eternity in the human heart. We just, there, our soul, our spirit knows that it is not in the right timeline here on earth when it starts racing the clock and being ruled by this Greek God, Kronos, chronological time. And I think that how we engage with time, how we look at time, how we begin to move throughout our days and the seasons of our life is truly also an act of worship. We're sort of worshiping that in a way, if I may suggest, that Greek God of Kronos, which is the God of destruction and like just eating you alive and right? Versus the God of Yahweh who puts everything in the right order and it makes everything beautiful in its own time. So we don't need to rush. We don't need to freak out, right? We can trust the divine timing and we can focus more on preparation, preparing our heart, preparing our, our minds. So the first concept there kind of blended into the second one, which is the world system is a system of pressure, right? God system, heavenly system is more about flow, knowing the right time for the right thing. So instead of pressure, we may sense urgency or just pause. And so it's like a valve that opens and closes. And we know when it's time to go and when it's time to not go, we don't force the world system is a system of force. We force timelines. We force people to make decisions. We use scarcity as a tactic, right? We, we use these things in our marketing in our sales in our conversations in relationships. So we can make a decision right now, right? And we create these illusions that we have to solve the problem right now. We have to make this decision right now. Now, I'm not saying that we don't come to times where it is time to make a decision, right? But it's the energy behind it. It's the intention behind it. It's the heart behind it. It's the operating system and the driver behind it that we want to pay attention to. So pressure versus urgency. 
time that is running out, the world system is a system of lack, right? We've talked about this. It's limited. There's only enough. You're always like running out. You're trying to grab on to more of God's is more about, there's more than enough time. Really. There's more than enough time. Time is limitless. It's about focus in God's kingdom. It's about focusing on the right thing, the right appointment at the right time with the right type of work. Some of us are trying to push ahead and do work that, you know, I I love, um, I've been following a lot. The Benham brothers expert ownership is a great book. If you guys have not read it, I highly recommend it. And one of the things they talk about often is authorized work, meaning am I authorized in the spirit to do this work right here, right now, right? Have, have I really felt the call to do this? work to, to work on this project, you know, do I know in my heart and my spirit, like I'm being called to go do this. And I've been taken through life experiences now that, that call me and have equipped me to do this work. Or am I just chasing work for a dollar? Am I just chasing this thing to like get, you know, a selfish need met or whatever. So again, we don't, this idea that we have to like race, race, race and grab, grab, grab and try to stuff as many things into the the moment as we can versus like, Hey, wait a second. You know, I can be fully in the experience. I can slow down. I can enjoy my life richly. And I can also be tuned in to, you know, when I'm supposed to move in the right work that's here. And I can, I can operate from a different sense of peace internally, right? Where I'm not always chasing. So again, the world system of time is always chasing, striving, stuffing, trying to cram more things in again, it's fear-based, right? It's like, I want to get as much in as I can, right? It's sort of like going out to eat and you've never been at a restaurant before. So you're going to try to order as much as you can because you have this fear that you're, you're going to run out of food or you're not going to ever go out to a restaurant again. And so you're just trying to gorge yourself. And we know how that happens. You get sick, right? When you try to stuff everything in, you get sick, right? There's also the right amount (laughs) of work for the right time, right? And so we get to start tuning in of like, am I in this stuffing and forcing and trying to get as much in as I can to every day and every family vacation. And because I'm afraid, like somehow there's this FOMO fear of missing out. That's, that's settling in to our atmosphere and ruling us versus like, Hey, can we slow down and just enjoy, (laughs) enjoy where we're at? Um, and just fully be in the experience right here, right now. So I want to like an example of this last, when we were up down in, uh, at Hard Rock, we went to Hard Rock Punta Cana. And I, I gotta tell you guys, like, even though it was a beautiful resort, I was a little bit, I was taken back. You know, I, I struggled a lot that week because I was sort of in these two worlds where we hadn't been to a resort like that in a while. We hadn't been to a like all inclusive and just so much commercialized, like eating, 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 drinking, 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 and buying, buying, buying. And it was just all, it just felt like everywhere I was turning, someone was trying to sell you something or get you to eat something or get you to drink something. And it was like the next thing. And I was like, wow, I felt like, uh, almost like my soul felt sick there, if I can be honest. And even though I felt great peace in the ocean, swimming in the ocean, being out on the boat, being on the beach, when I was actually in the resort itself and just how fast and how frenetic the music was and how there was like one thing after the other all the time. I was like, wow, I really got some contrast (laughs) to the life that I've created and we've built and we've opted into, you know, my husband and I, and the way we kind of run our days at home versus 
this old system that at one time in my life, I probably would have dropped in there and been like, yeah, you know, like, let's try to get as much entertainment in as much food in let's hit every like, I don't know if I would have been like that. But maybe, you know, I may have not noticed it. But I, I was really uncomfortable, actually, uh, two weeks ago when we were there. And I just kept feeling like this need to get away, get away from the noise, get away from the frenetic pace, get away from the consumerism. And I mean, we're there to consume. We were eating and we had some drinks and we did a, you know, an excursion. But the difference was this, this feeling, this sense that you have to like, you know, just consume and go and race and stuff it in versus just, Hey, can we chill here? Can we enjoy this? And, you know, we got to have some good conversations even with our kids around, we don't have to just right, have a conversation right now about what we're doing next and what we're buying next while we're sitting here right here, right now, enjoying this meal. And it was a very eye-opening experience, not only for us, but for even for the kids, as we started to really practice the no, <laughs> like we're going to be right here right now and enjoy what we're doing this meal right here. And we're not going to be so fixated on what's next. There's more than enough time to do the things we want to do. And at the end of the day, like we're here for the water. We're here for the sun. We're here for the connection, right? We're not here to just go home with suitcases full of stuff and like just be whizzing from one thing to the next. But that was a big uh, picture. And again, a huge amount of contrast between those two timelines and the two systems, that of the world and that of the heavenly timeline. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this from a judgmental point, but we begin to observe which system do I want to be ruled by? And I can be in the world, right? And obviously the world, a lot of the world runs on this chronological clock and there's times and we set appointments that way. But it's what rules your soul, what rules your heart, what rules your body. And can you be relaxed and can you enjoy what you're doing? Can you focus on the work that matters? Or are you always in the pressure cooker, always racing against time, always trying to cram everything in? That's the difference. It, you're either operating in one world or the other, right? You're either like being driven by one world system or the other. And I believe that, again, this is what Jesus says when he says, be in the world, but don't be of it, right? Don't be a product of its systems. Be in the world and be a reflection of the kingdom way, right? And and so it's like, wow, I can be in a chaotic environment and be really at ease because I don't need to race against time. You know, I can trust that I can focus on the things that matter because I'm not going to be distracted by fear or the idea that I have to do it all right here, right now, because maybe it's not the right time. It might be the right thing, but it's not the right time. So, you know, as we think about time versus timing, that's another thing to tune into, right? The last thing that we talked about there was the race against time, the race against the clock. This is how you know if you're being ruled by, governed by, driven by the world system, which basically means you're a slave to it, or we're being governed by, you know, obedient to, ruled by the heavenly system. I mean, I'm really, you know, working on becoming more and more tuned in, more diligent in the heavenly timeline. And so instead of racing the clock now, the, the shift is really, can I begin to, again, position myself? I talked about positioning. Positioning is like creating and looking for the pockets too, right? Like being discerning about where am I supposed to go? I'm using the sports analogy for a minute as I kind of shift gears. But if you imagine, again, of like throwing a pass and, you know, thinking about football or soccer or something, and I'm like about to 
make a pass so that we can score the goal. We can get the thing. Like I'm looking to either create a pocket to position myself. So the pass is smooth, right? And I have a direct view or I'm looking for the pocket. So if I'm the one passing, I know what the right move is. And I'm just not like hacking away (laughs) at a ball or just throwing the ball blindly and exerting myself, but I'm actually slowing down to look around to go, okay, am I in the right position? First of all, right? Depending, am I throwing the ball or catching the ball? Like, what is my position here? Am I in the right position? Let me just take a look at the lay of the land, right? Let me slow down my heart rate. Let me slow down all of this frenetic energy. And let me just take a look at what's happening. What is the primary thing here? What is the number one thing, right? Like let's focus. What am I here to do? What is the purpose of this thing right now? What is the purpose of this family vacation? What is the purpose of today, Monday on my calendar? Like what is the one thing, God, that is that I get to be really intentional about positioning myself for, the one move I get to make, right? And so we begin to look at the way that we engage with our time and we engage with our day and our structure and what we say yes to, which is catching the ball. And we realize like, I can't catch 10 balls and run 10 balls at the same time. You know, I got to kind of pick the one run right now. And again, while I can try all the runs, I can't do them all at the same time. So how many balls are you trying to carry right now? Right? How many projects are you trying to carry the ball on that you're the one carrying the ball? Um, and I think this is, these are good questions to begin to ask ourselves. Earlier today, we had a team meeting and as we were in a round, it was kind of like, what's the one thing for each of us this week, right? That, that we're really focused on, uh, this is our North Star for the week. This is what we know we're positioned to do this week. This is what we're positioning ourselves to do. And how can we support each other in that one thing? Now, there are other things that we're working on as a team, but um, it was a really cool team meeting because, you know, we started with prayer and then we started about just a little bit of a teaching moment. Specifically, I was talking about time and how we, how we decide to work together as a team and work on projects and everybody being positioned, you know, doing their genius, working not in a pressure cooker, but knowing when it's time to take our time to plan, to look at the lay of the land and what are the things that are urgent that we get to move on. Like a lot of this conversation, I just took right into my team meeting today. And then again, finishing with what are the pockets? What are the focus, right? Like what is the one thing that we're really here to create this week? What does winning look like as a team when we're all positioned in the right place? And so I know there's a lot there, but a couple, you know, as we, as I circle back, I think I'm excited about this conversation around time, God's time versus the world's time. A couple of takeaways I would really love to leave you with is number one, once you're aware to the fact that, oh, there's more than one <laughs> timeline at play here, like there is a world system and while you're a human and you're on this planet and you are definitely, you know, we, we're going to have clocks and we're going to have schedules and we're going to have things like that because that this is, this is the world that we get to live in. It doesn't mean that it is a system that you have to be ruled by or governed by. You can learn to be in the world, but not become a product of it. And so how do we begin to bring more of the this insight, this awareness into all of our environments, you know, at home, in our relationships, as we're having conversations as couples about, Hey, what, what decision do we want to make? You know, do we want to invest in that? I don't know, vacation property, or do we want to take our family away on a trip or, you know, should we buy this business or whatever these conversations are coming up for you guys? It's really getting, 
changing the conversation. So it's not rooted in fear of like, oh my gosh, we're running out of time. We better do something, you know? Um, and that kind of ties into the money thing. Again, a lot of people making financial decisions because they're afraid they're running out of something versus remembering that God's resources are infinite. And our role is to recognize that we are in the right place at the right time, doing the right work, right? Making the right moves. And, uh, step one is it starts with recognizing that there's these two different systems at play and that every day, every morning, when we wake up, when we look at our calendar, when we decide how we will experience our day and what we're going to put in and how much we're going to put in and how many things we're going to stack on our schedule, we slow down, right? And we just, you know, this can look like dropping into a meditation, into just pausing and number one, consciously selecting right at the start of the day and moment by moment, this is a recalibration like, Hey, hold on a second. What timeline am I going to be ruled by? Right. And what systems am I going to let run me and run my schedule and run my teams? Will I fall bait to the pressure cooker and the race against the clock and this, you know, this fear and the scarcity and the, the, all, all the things that come with that, or will we (laughs) kind of really, follow more of the seasons, the cycles, the rhythms uh, of the right timing. So um, some some better questions as I leave you guys today to think about is again, you know, what timeline am I on? What timeline do I want to be on? And just like that, you can switch. You know, I've done this, this, this little awareness comes up when you're in traffic, when you're in the airport, I've caught myself, you know, going through the airport, like frenetic, feeling that frenetic energy, feeling that pressure, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss the flight. I'm going to miss the flight. And just in that moment, when I catch myself, I slow down and I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Right. In God's timing, <laughs> everything happens on time, on purpose. So Um, I can slow down. I have all the time I need to do the things that matter. There might be a sense of urgency, but let me just tune in that I don't operate and run through the airport in that frenetic energy, but that I, I get to where I need to go because just like that, you know, it's funny, a, a delay can happen or a gate change can happen. Like things begin to restructure in our atmosphere when we're operating in a much calmer, grounded state where we're focused on what matters most and we don't entertain this chaotic pressure cooker that is a lot of the world system, right? Um, And the last thing here is just once you're aware of like, whoa, there I was, I just got sucked into that portal. You know, I just got sucked into that pressure cooker. Pull out, right? Just pull out, pull back, notice, start to calm your body down and just remember like, okay, I can choose. I've, I've got options here, right? I could, I can be ruled by that system or the heavenly system. Now focus. This is the last thing is like, what do I get to focus on? I, I said, I have all the time I need to do all the things that matter. So I love to ask myself a couple focus questions. Number one is what is the thing that matters most right here, right now? And I may know that. And if I'm not sure, I'm like, Lord, what is the thing right here, right now, today? What is the thing at hand that matters most? Because we might be, I don't know, in the middle of a game or in the middle of a family holiday. And we think that the thing that matters most is one thing, but really the thing that matters most is something completely different. And it helps to redirect our gaze and redirect our focus on what really matters, right? We could be in the middle of a heated argument or a debate around the kitchen table or the dining room table or a date night table. And we think that we're fighting about something or arguing about something or trying to problem solve something. But meanwhile, the whole thing that really matters is like, this is a time for connection. 
And here we are wasting time, wasting the moment, right? Missing the whole moment because we're distracted and derailed and caught up in arguing about something else that's totally irrelevant to actually what we're here for right here, right now. And so these are great refocusing questions. And so a little challenge, a little invitation that I can give to you is as you're going through your day, number one, just slow down and notice, you know, what timeline do you feel like you're being ruled by? Number two, you know, can you start to ask yourself, what is the thing that matters most right here, right? What is the thing at hand that I, that I really get to focus on? Can I be fully present for that? In God's timeline, there's a lot of trust, right? We get to trust that what's for us will come to us. We get to trust in in the right timing of things so we don't have to rush them. So we get to show up completely different in conversations and um, work projects and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And uh, we can we can say yes to a lot of things. You know, we can say yes to a lot of things, but we can't say yes to a lot of things all at once. So this also gives us the ability and the skill set to be able to say, yes, I see the need. Yes, I'm able to help. Not right now, right? But here's when I can do it. And then we can dedicate the time and the space on our schedule, on the calendar, where we can show up and be fully present for that thing without trying to do it all, all the time, being ruled by fear, fear of running out of time, fear of what other people will think, you know, the list goes on. So I hope that today gave you uh, some refreshed perspective, a new way of looking at time um, as a resource, as a tool that we get to use, right? Just like money, just like anything else, these things are things that we can manage, we can steward, we can utilize, we can play with. We are not called to be ruled by them. And that is the big takeaway from today is that we are not designed to be ruled by the things of the world, by the systems of the world. We are called to be governed by the systems of heaven and use the things of the world to build up the kingdom. So I hope that that was helpful for you today. Um, if you guys are interested in going deeper into this work, I'm excited. I'm going to be opening up some seats at our round table, uh, initiation coming up. That is a a blend of hybrid coaching one-on-one -on -one, as well as group calls. So if you are interested in learning more about how we can work together to reorganize your entire relationship with time, how you manage it, maybe at home with your teams, how you do projects, go ahead and click on the link below. You can apply to book a call and then we can direct you in the right space. If you enjoyed the show today, please share it with a friend. Let's go ahead and pass this message on. And um, thank you so much for being here. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.